You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 4, Episodes 1 and 2, Deep Down and Ground State. Season 4 gets started with Angel stuck at the bottom of the ocean and Cordy stuck in the heavens. How do we save them? With a little nautical knowledge, a piss bucket, and a graduate of Xavier's School for Gifted Mutants. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Goblin. Uh, my name is Stephanie. Uh, I'm Kimberly. <laughs> this is Illyrio. Oh, yes, of course, I'm here guesting a, a man. <laughs> yeah, hello, are you sure? Hi. Hey. I should be used to this. I'm, you know, I'm podcasting, so I should be used to introducing myself. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Uh, Right, so we're going to be able to like skip ahead an entire episode if we want, right, Drama? <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> well, we can start on episode time. two. Can we start in episode two and then go back to episode one? Oh, really? Uh, I don't know how you could do that without I don't know. making me go up and down in my notes and really getting all out of the... But whatever you want to so, do. So, Angel doesn't look too good. He's a bit crusty. He's a bit crusty. <laughs> <laughs> We get the wonderful fake out of Oh look we've skipped ahead A whole summer and everything has turned out Great we're all We're back together we're one happy family Thanksgiving dinner was that what that was uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess Did anyone really believe that so. though I wanted to well, Deep I down was I did Charisma yeah. Carpenter was on my screen And I was like wait hey. I was anticipating that she wasn't going to be here because uh-huh. of all of the ambiguity, um, which I guess we'll discuss soonish. I know, and the Tin Man was yeah. there. I thought she was gone, and so was Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was, uh, I was, guys. Uh, can we talk about the opening credits and the huge disappointment? Uh, uh, <laughs> Vincent Carthizer, main cast member now. Right? Is that? I, mean, I wanted I mean, to just stop watching right then and there, but <laughs> that was so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you do you guys remember Paul Mullif? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, it might not this be the same. <laughs> so much worse. Oh. All right, let me give you some oh. trivia leading up because to at the- least at least yeah, Dawn, please explain. At least Dawn was like I don't know, charismatic. What? We all shot on her for like the last what, two seasons. Oh, no. And now you're yeah, like, oh, but... she was charismatic. Compared to Connor, the idea that they would introduce a new character like this, I totally agree. Poop uh-huh. all over it. But uh, Michelle Trachtenberg herself was not this bad. Was she? I don't think so. Well, at least she knew about was... Connor before the season started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want like, who the hell is Connor? <laughs> <laughs> this also, is true. Also, I'm just wondering. You know, you're now talking about this after watching two two seasons of Dawn, and maybe after two seasons of Connor. If there's two seasons of no, Connor, never. You might be worn down a little never. bit. This is a fake out, right? He dies next episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying there's this nice ballet scene with Connor where you're just kind of. You're like, oh man, that's the reason why he's stealing. 
Uh, <laughs> nobody's paying attention to him. I, 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 I don't like this at all. <laughs> Robin, maybe now's the time to reveal the secret uh, <laughs> series, the college years of Dawn and Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this podcast seems yeah. like it's going quicker, but it's just getting started. <laughs> so, so I have you're some... saying that Connor and Don are connected. <laughs> Connor is Don. Connor is Don. That would be Connor. amazing, you guys. All right, let, let me give you some. I have some lead-up trivia. I want to get out of the way because you might have some questions about how this happened. <laughs> Not in Vincent Carthizer in particular, but season four. So this is the first uh, Stephen DeKnight episode, and uh, he writes uh, 12 episodes in total in the series. He went on, wow. of course, to write for Smallville, Dollhouse, Spartacus, of course, he created, and then Daredevil. And now really? He's, yeah, yeah. Which season of Daredevil? The first. Oh, good. The good one. Yeah, yeah. And now he's working on the Pacific Rim sequel, so... No oh, yeah. there's a Pacific Rim sequel? Yep. yep. Um, in an interview with Stephen tonight, he reveals that David Greenwalt, who left at the end of the season, uh, last season, one of the Spoiler! co-creators... Production spoilers! Well, he left at the end of the last season. <laughs> Not the last season, the previous season we just discussed. So he's the, he's oh, the co-creator sorry. of Angel and left at the end of season three. So they really wanted him to write the fourth season premiere, but... He had a fight with 20th Century Fox, and he left and created Miracles, which went on to huge success. <laughs> miracles? Wait a second. That rings a bell. Skeet Ulrich. That doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> you know, I have heard that name hundreds of times. Would not be able to pick him out of a mugshot book. Right, yeah. I mean, same here. I'm a huge Angel fan. Yeah. Who's He's in Riverdale. Yeah. No idea who Skeet Ulrich like, is. Oh, that's a train David Greenwald. Like, uh, <laughs> No, Skeet Ulrich. I don't know who Skeet Ulrich is. Scream. He's like, oh, he's the, he's like the poor man's Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those names I've heard repeated over again, and I yep. just have no idea who he is. Yeah, same here, Ian. We were in the same boat. Um, you mean like the Screams? Yeah, he was in the first one. Yeah. Still. Mm. Uh, so, Joss said, Joss Whedon, of course, uh, said at a WB... <laughs> yeah, Joss Eden. <laughs> uh, Josh Eden. <laughs> I uh, said at a WB fall preview event that he was shocked that Greenwald left the show because he's such a central part of Angel. The process will be more difficult without him, but I will not allow the show to suffer. So we went on to talk about a new showrunner at this event, uh, David Simpkins, who had worked on Lewis and Clark and Roswell and Dark Angel. And he started talking about how good he was through the show and how he works with the actors. And Alexis Denisoff even said at the event, oh, man, when Simpkins was hired, he sat down and he just like watched all 66 episodes of the show, started a podcast, the whole thing. Uh, no. uh, uh, and then days later, after that event, Simpkins left the show due to creative differences and is actually not credi- credited <laughs> say, any of the episodes. looking at the co-producers, the consulting producers, the co-executive producer, the executive producers, <laughs> and produced by. And Simpkins' name is nowhere on this list. Yep. He's the uncredited executive producer of the first four episodes of Angel Season 4. Wow. So Joss later said that there was no bad feelings. They dropped him into a job that was nearly impossible to do. <laughs> so in his stead, uh, Jeffrey Bell took the, the reins. He'd been with Angel since uh, the beginning of Season 3. And, of course, he's uh, part of X-Files as well. Um, and he's the what? showrunner. And, nice. Uh, that's when uh, Tim Minero also left, of course, to go to Firefly. 
but he kind of stayed on as consulting producer of Angel, and um, he'll be back for an episode, I'll just say. Um, and then Joss Whedon um, will be back for an episode as well. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything else for that. But that's basically what went into season four starting out, okay? So, uh, want me to get right into the recap since we're trying to rush this thing along? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Do so, it. So, yeah, summer's rough, but we're together again. It's a family. Yay. And uh, Wesley even even shaved for it and got his glasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's almost some kissing and Connor's, oh, grossed out by it. <laughs> and then suddenly no one's giving Angel the food. Give me the potatoes. What, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, that's when he knocks over a glass and then um, Cordy tells him, like, he ruined it. And then suddenly it's dark and it's just Connor sitting there sneering at him. And his face starts drying up and he's real we realize he's still in his coffin hallucinating. So um What is that? Hmm? It's my daughter not going to bed and playing piano instead. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it's nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And they should have been in bed half an hour ago. Um so But yeah, how disturbing is it that he's been down there all this time? All just- summer long. Well, he spent a hundred years in a hell dimension, so there should be no like there should be a piece of cake, right? Or was it a thousand years? I forget. What he doesn't know how long he's going to be there. Yeah, it's true. True. Yeah. Plus, when he was in a hell dimension, I'm sure he was able to actually move around and eat. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) feed. Uh, So we go back from the awesome opening credits where we're all delighted to see Vincent has has been added to the cast. Uh, Gunn and Fred are seriously outnumbered by vamps. They fight, and Fred almost gets Gunn's hubcap axe to the face, but it's Kid Angel to the rescue! Well, it, but is the fake out another fake out? Because we think that Connor is chasing he's on our side. them, but yeah, he's on our side. Yeah. And then Fred and Gunn are like parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did parents. not like this dynamic at all, that they instantly became parental figures to this little bozo and it just oh my god it was the worst bonkers. i was like really you don't okay. think that would have happened Continue. or or are you just not a fan of it happening i didn't think that i don't think it would have happened that way to the point where they were like okay time to go to bed brush your teeth now you know like they were just <laughs> i'm so, gonna bring you a sandwich they were <laughs> Yeah, they they talked down to him, and they acted like they were this married couple, and this was their problem child. And I was like, you've known him, what, now two months? Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it was it was, it was was because uh, they they were loyal to Angel, that they wanted to do what they thought the Angel would yeah, want them to do. Yeah, I, I totally understand that, but immediately jumping into these roles where they've got this... She's the mother, he's the dad, and he's the and he's the teenager that's like a rebel without a cause. Well, Get out of here. They were definitely playing house. Yeah. Uh, having a little atomic family. Which mm-hmm. I noticed someone wrote an article. They meant to say nuclear family. They wrote atomic family. <laughs> Wasn't sure what if it was a thing. Looked it up. Atomic family is what you call the family unit when people play house. Oh, interesting. And so this is actually an atomic family. Uh, not that anyone cares, but... Uh, I care. Uh, what does playing house family, mean? Meaning that you take on the roles of mom, dad, and kids. So if you're going to be playing house, 
you are uh, like three people that aren't actually related, but th there's maybe a couple and there's maybe like a nephew or a niece or a like uh -huh. family friend kid and you play house as if you're actually a family unit. Um, not to be confused with like foster care, which is not really playing house, but it's, it's something that comes up in foster care research where they talk about the atomic family rather than the nuclear family because they're not actually related, but they discuss it in that kind of constructed way. Uh, but this was really weird. I didn't enjoy the dynamic at all. Yeah. I don't like Fred and Gunn's dynamic usually. I find it too, like, saccharine sweet. <laughs> and I think I had these first two episodes a little bit melded in my memory because mm -hmm. I watched them about a week ago. Yeah. And there's definitely some stuff coming up in the following episode that I didn't appreciate. <laughs> uh, my last comment about this is Fred is way too thin. Uh, yeah, she's very... She's, she's a ballerina, so... She has that dancer, <sighs> lean dancer body. I actually, she's, I yeah, she's naturally thin. The, the yeah. condescension, yeah, so she has thick. It was really thick. She, she, she's learned to fight a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is definitely. True. I actually wanted to take a little bit of deeper on on something that disturbing that came up during Steph. You've never played house before. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I don't understand the difference between playing house and just how these roles just naturally occur. Oh, okay. It's so not you play natural. House they were forced into it. I hated it. It was not natural at all. And Fred saying bro, and that's not her word. <laughs> um, I actually thought that was kind of cute because oh, it annoyed that. him. And I think You're a fan of I him being annoyed? No, well, I think that there are moments like that in any relationship where you 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 will say something and you think it's cute, but then the other person gets annoyed, and then you <laughs> kind of keep saying it anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it, you find the way that it annoyed them to be cute. Right. For example, for the last two months, I've been saying "yo," <laughs> uh, and Christine hates it, but I can't seem to stop saying it because I just think it's hilarious, especially since she gets all flustered. <laughs> uh, although you know, I don't know if she, the fact that she's like away for a whole week might lead me to think I should probably stop saying it. Uh, <laughs> I have to go away for, for a week. work, but we'll see. Did she say that she's going to meet you at Point Doom? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, she's not meeting me at Point Doom. Um, okay, so in the, <laughs> in the next scene, Angel's dreaming of what happened if they actually did meet up. Um, there's love professed, but Angel just can't help how thirsty he is <laughs> and uh, leans in for a little snack. And that's when he wakes up screaming in his But uh, Cordy <laughs> says the name of the episode. Name of the episode. Ding, <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Yay. You know, Deep I got to say, she knows that if, it's something. if I were a vampire in love with a non-vampire, I would get so fat. Because I would like be snacking all the time, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Snack, 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 all the time. Meanwhile, I know that's not cool. But <laughs> meanwhile, Connor acts concerned, so he can tag along. And Gunn is stressed. There's no sign of Angel, Cordy, Holtz, Justine. Uh, we can't ask Lila in case she backstabs them. And there's no way we're calling he who must not be named because he made his bed and. Speaking of that bed. Oh, the episode finally gets good. It's very hot and sweaty <laughs> in that bed. It's it's a bit um, moist. And it, and it gets really weird. Lila is pumping him. I think Lila him. is falling for Wesley. You think so? 
Yeah. Oh, hardcore. Mm-hmm. I think we're all falling with for Wesley. Right? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make a mistake. Yeah. He's still treating her like garbage. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't really care about you. And yeah. Remember yada. when he showed up as a rogue demon hunter wearing leather? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's much hotter now. Yeah. yeah. I'm oddly attracted to to Wesley more now than, <laughs> yeah, than he's same. a complete asshole. I think that says more about me. So I have to hear Kim and Illyrio. I have to hear what your reaction was when that closet door was opened. I didn't know Wesley was into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I I'm joking. Obviously, sh- uh, uh, she's not consenting to being held captive. Right. Uh, but, um, you know. He didn't consent to get his throat slit either. Yeah. This is true. This is true. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give and take. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was very surprising. I I was like, how much did, how much has she been hearing? <laughs> Was my first few plays. Like, <laughs> dude, dude is into some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's totally lost whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, he's just got much more interesting. That's just all. <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. A, he hasn't stopped developing as a character at the end of season three. He's definitely gotten darker even mm. since the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Next scene, they're on a boat. They're on a boat. <laughs> Everybody look at... All right. Um, so uh, it's Wesley and Justine, and they're sailing on a boat. And they chat about their uh, their fond memories of slitting Wesley's throat and how fun it's been sitting in a cage, listening to Wesley bang Lila while filling her bucket. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you clog me with that wrench, I'm going to lose the bucket. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> So she's yeah, got full uh, Stockholm syndrome with that bucket. <laughs> ew, serious ew. When I heard about yeah. the bucket, like uh, no, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, in the next scene, it turns out that the vampire Marissa might have seen the guy with the weird hair. Uh, she also saw Connor there, so she dives out a window, and Connor goes after her, and he gets her alone and stakes her and pretends it was self-defense. Yeah, so Connor has tried to keep up this whole charade all summer of, uh, oh, I just, I don't know, what happened to Angel? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I pronounce it so charade. Like- <laughs> Second of all, what a shit. Mm. Oh. Like, Angel's, uh, for all intents, for for these guys, he's gone. Why is Connor sticking around, then? I don't know. I don't understand it. I really don't get it. I don't know what he sees in that situation. Like, is he into the whole playing house thing? It doesn't seem like it. Is he biding his time? What's he doing, really? Is he looking for Justine? Is he just... Is You know what? He's probably just a bored, lazy teenager. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't want to work. No. Uh. He uses vines everywhere. <laughs> well, he's hanging around uh, just for any signs of this, I think. It's, he knows they're looking for angels, so yeah, I might I as well so. stick around just in case they find anyone, and I'll kill them first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you would leave. Leave or just kill them, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're next on the hit list, Like she, then move on. Yeah. 
I mean, does he really need them for anything? Maybe no, there's a bit of humanity in him. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh. she, they didn't murder his his father or, or you know, or um, yeah. murder like hundreds of people and kill babies and stuff like that. They're just innocent people. Uh-huh. They just happen to support uh, a, a demon. <laughs> are, you, are we talking? Are we talking Trump voters again? Talking what? Oh, oh, Jesus Trump Christ! Voters. <laughs> yeah, are we back on politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What we're talking about? Okay, <laughs> um. So on yeah, a small note. Yeah, the effects in part of the scene are awful when the vampire's climbing up the wall. It's it, it, that that was horrible when she was just <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even holding on they to it. They tried to make it kind of cool, but it yeah. wound up not looking very cool. something we'd never seen before. That's for sure. Yeah, probably with, for good reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just cut away whenever that's happening. So um, Connor's on a roof, and Angel catches up with him after getting out of his coffin, and. They fight a bunch of vampires side by side. Everything is good. And then Angel snaps his fucking neck. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh-huh. That was so cool. Good and, job. Oh, it's another hallucination. Angel wakes up screaming uh-huh. again. Fake out. Um, so in Vegas, Lauren takes a call from Fred and he hasn't heard anything. And he tells Fred to make sure Fluffy is getting some love. And to which Fred and Connor are like, who's Fluffy? So yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who do you think Fluffy is? I think it's just something Lauren says. Really? <laughs> Lauren just says who's Fluffy. I think he just says, you know. I think it's just something to make people. Go, I think. What? <laughs> all, I think uh, leaving cupboard doors open is a bad habit. <laughs> uh, second, I think, which I'm guilty of, by the way. Second, I think it's a code word. I think Lauren's in trouble, and he's trying to communicate that. That's what I think. Hmm. Uh, Well, we'll see. That's what I thought at the time, anyway. Uh Uh, We go to Wolfram and Hart, and the psychics told Gavin that Angel is safe uh, and immobilized, and Linwood is wondering why Lila is sleeping with Wesley if she's not going to use him. Uh, we'll get back to them. Um, hmm. Wesley has finally found Angel. He busts him out of the coffin, and Angel immediately grabs him by the throat. But he's too weak to hold him. And um, then Wesley feeds Angel. And Justine tries to mm-hmm. talk him out of it. Pig's blood. Mm. And then that wasn't enough. No. Then his blood. And then uh, Wesley basically pulled a uh, Riley. Oh, yes. Yeah. You think he liked it? Oh, I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I think that was, that said a lot about. I think that said a lot about Wesley's devotion to oh, Angel. Yeah. You know, sure. they can't they can't be buddy buddy again right now. But yeah, he's devoted to Angel. Yeah, yeah. At this point, they're kind of neck and neck on the brooding scale. Oh, for sure. I like that yeah, Angel but, hallucinates Lauren in this scene too. <laughs> yeah, the Lauren hallucination was great, but I think Wesley is. I think Wesley understands that Angel has a role to play, and I think part of of him going out and rescuing Angel is guilt. But I think a lot of it is, you know, uh, Angel is the, is this, is a champion. He's going to play a major role in the coming apocalypse. 
mm-hmm. needs Angel to be alive and out there as well. I think right. I think Wesley's kind of, and we see more evidence for this in the next episode. But I think there's there's a I think there's a detachment that's occurred. I don't I don't foresee Wesley joining the gang again. Really? Yeah, I yeah. do. I you think do? he will redeem himself somehow. What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he will be accepted back to ah. the old Scooby 2.0 crew. What about Connor's redemption? Oh, oh. fuck Connor. <laughs> I hope his redemption is someone stakes him through the heart. So you didn't like yeah. the scene uh-huh. where he gets all mad at Gunn for comparing no. him to his dad? I hate him. <laughs> I hate everything about Connor. i just waiting for the episode where he's dead and gone. Uh, all right, yeah. so we go to the <laughs> Wolfram and Hart staff meeting. Oh, we, we mentioned the Wesley offering his arm. I liked how like Justine's like, "You're gonna feed me to him." <laughs> like, no, it's in my arm because <laughs> he kind of comes at her with a knife. Yeah, what did he say? Your blood's too thin. What? Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, so. she's like, been kept in a cupboard with the bucket for company. <laughs> could be some fecal matter in her blood. I wonder if she named the bucket. I wonder if she painted a little face in the bucket. <laughs> Buck a bucket, bit, maybe yeah. a buck <laughs> or, or Mr. Crane. <laughs> Mr. Crane, I think. Uh, so we go to the Wolfram Hart staff meeting, and Linwin is about to have Lila relocated, but it turns out she's talked to a senior partner uh, about Linwin's wait and see management, and she pushes a button and beheads Linwood. And now she's the boss. And remove that head, Gavin. <laughs> That was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Hey, Gavin, clean up. <laughs> uh, Fred brings Connor a sandwich and disarms him with her sympathetic nature. And then she tases the brat. And that was awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed that. I may have rewound. <laughs> <laughs> he you know, wakes I, up. I believe, Netflix has, I, I believe Netflix has that 10 second rewind button. <laughs> yeah. it, it got used quite a few times. He wakes up tied to a chair. Gun is mad, but Fred is pissed. Wrote oh, big really capital is. letters. So Wesley leaves Justine at the pier and tells her to just kind of continue to be being a slave or just go live your life. So, is that the end of Justine? Do you want me to tell you? You, you usually do if it is. So that means. <laughs> oh, I do. I usually say, yeah. "Do you want me to tell you?" <laughs> <laughs> Delirio, do you want me to tell her? <laughs> oh, I'm good. oh, and that's the end of that. Illyrio never wants no, to know. <laughs> You're good. Care. You don't care. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine how this was? What this would be like if they went with their original plan for the casting? Yeah. Right. <sighs> it's supposed to be Kate, right? Yeah. yeah. Kate, Kate in with the, the bucket. Cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so Wesley brings Angel into the hotel and Gunn and Fred call him out on knowing Connor, knowing about Connor not saying anything. And Wesley says because he didn't say anything, they were safer. And uh, Fred yells mm-hmm. at him about not caring and that's when Wesley leaves. And uh, yeah, should Wesley have told them that they were holding a psychopath in their midst? I think he should have. Sure. Okay. I was going to say, did I get hung up on? Okay. So Connor breaks free and overwhelms Gunn and Fred, and that's when Angel pulls a Wesley from Princess Bride. Uh, 
the fake out. Oh yeah. <laughs> to make him sit back down. <laughs> and then uh he asks how his summer was and Angel says that he saw some fish and went mad and then he tells Connor how he was duped by Holtz and Connor said that he deserved it and Angel says that he deserves what he deserves rests on one question. Was he the one that made Cordy disappear? And Connor swears he didn't. And um Angel believes him, even though God and Fred don't. And uh, uh-huh. when he tells the truth, <laughs> he's a little more nasally. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a whole big quote here. I don't want to take it, but he basically says, like, the world's not fair, and that's where they come in. They're the champions, and Connor's not in the champions club yet, and that's when he gives them the boot. I've been watching too much Drag Race because when he said that, all I could hear was um, RuPaul's song, Champions. Uh, and just then imagining Connery drags straight down the runway, he's just completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but, Might be a better in, did you say listen. in drag? Yeah, in drag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As I said, I've been watching too much drag race. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and so, that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was thinking, um, this entire idea that he's he's confronting Connor and then gives him the boot instead of another kind of punishment really bothered me. Hmm. Like, well, it was like tough love. <laughs> like, uh... But not tough enough! Yeah. At the very least, he needs a closet and a bucket for like three months. <laughs> You're grounded, mister. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still his son, so I don't know. It's just he's so mad. Maybe he's just realized that he's so mad he doesn't even want him like in the same building as him, and kicks him right out. Uh-huh. So anyway, yeah, I guess I think maybe he was still lightheaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I saying when I was starving? Oh man, that's not me. <laughs> that was a bad. I immediately regret that decision. Yeah. I said that whole thing about the champions, and he's not a champion. Oh, I was just hangry. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway, the, the close out the episode, we pan out to the bright and shiny heavens, and there is Cordy, and she is bored. <laughs> Love it. Really do. Ah, <laughs> uh, the best. Completely, yeah, completely undercuts, you know, your expectations there. Or, oh, she's actually happy in heaven or whatever place she's in. No. She's bored. <laughs> uh, one last yeah, piece of trivia. That's Skip Guy's an asshole. I keep telling you guys. Nobody listens to <laughs> One last piece of trivia I have for this episode. It says, uh, uh, Linwood, who is played by John Rubenstein, says, Lila, this is my corner of the sky. I decide when the sun rises and when it sets. Uh, Rubenstein was the original actor to play the title role in the Broadway musical Pippin whose signature song is Corner of the Sky. So I guess they must have kind of put that in there for him for his uh, last episode. So. Okay. Um, I don't know what you guys want me to just continue with the recap of the second episode and then do the rest at the end or. Sure. All the, all the, all the quotes. Sorry. No. Shouldn't we do our ratings for one? Oh yeah, sure. At the very least. Ratings, at least, yes. Yeah, six out of ten. Move along. <laughs> uh, 
just um, small documents got to open here. Keep talking. Sorry. Wesley and Lila made this episode an eight out of ten for me. Eight out of ten. What? Yeah, that was pretty hot. Um, eight, eight out of ten. Fuck it. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, stupid thing. Open. <laughs> open. I'm fighting with my rating sheet. I like the Six, fake eight. out. Okay. I think the fake outs gave it some excitement. I give it seven out of. T- I mean, it was just a. Uh, it's just okay. <laughs> I just oh. don't like. I honestly don't like Connor. I really dislike this character. <laughs> and you know, again, <laughs> a lot of shows. A lot of shows with new characters come along. Out of, like seemingly out of nowhere, it gets me angry. <laughs> and this was just like a, on top of it, I think he's a horrible actor. So oh, it wow. just it just heightens it. So he just bothers me. Steph, you said seven, <laughs> right? Sure, seven, seven out of ten. Fake outs. Okay. Fake outs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would say for me, I wanted to come on this episode because I thought it starts. Reasonably strong for um, a season opener, and uh-huh. there are problems with it, but compare it to other seasons opener, and this is fairly strong. Mm-hmm. And your char- some of your characters have actually continued to develop in the mid-season break, and yeah, I'm, I think, you know, I, I go kind of seven and a half out of ten, mm. and seven and a half out of ten... Um, I don't even know what to call those chairs, um, decapitation devices or whatever. <laughs> I'm usually better at this, but yeah, oh well. <laughs> Not much to pick from in this episode in terms of rating system. Yeah, yeah that's why I have to say uh, 9 out of 10 buck buckets. Uh, I like this premiere. Nine. Uh, yeah, nine. Nine. It's good. The curve. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. You say it, Robin should go first next time. <laughs> I'd be happy to. I probably would have said yeah. the same thing. I, I, uh, I like yeah, the season opener. Would have changed to a four. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. See, then you guys would have been doing it. <laughs> guys, whoa, whoa! Don't up the into. You know what? That's very, very racist of you. Just because Kim and I are both Canadian, lumping us into thing. That's totally not cool. Not cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> maple syrup drink. I can't say maple syrup drinkers because we're we. I drink maple syrup as well, so we're all. I don't ones. drink maple syrup. Drinking maple syrup is gross. Put <laughs> <laughs> it on some food items. I don't sparingly. either. <laughs> don't, guys, public service announcement: Don't drink maple syrup. Uh, anyway, so these uh, these guys brought it down to a seven point five. So that's that's the episode. Uh, great for <laughs> we that. brought it down. Yeah, way sure. to go. <laughs> we we brought it down. I think there's some new people, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it's the, the episode had like lots of like like what and oh my god and you know. Linwood getting his head taken off. Oh my god, are really disappointing. All the hallucinations and Connor being crazy and mm-hmm. this awesome speech at that the was, end. That, oh, yeah, come on. That was cool. Yeah. I have to say, that when, was I, pretty cool. when I first saw it, it, it probably was higher than what I rated it, but I've seen it a few times now. Yeah. All right, so we, should horrible. we get into ground state? Oh my god. <laughs> 
Where right. anyone? <laughs> this was so. This was such a great <laughs> oh. thing. It was. The, the, here's the problem, okay? You can't equate this place with Professor Xavier's <laughs> School for Gifted Youth because she was the only one with any special powers, right? Yeah. Uh, it yeah. sounds like it, but then again, well, maybe the other ones. Why would kid call her a freak if they're supposed to all be freaks, which is That's the whole point true. of Professor Xavier's school? Yeah, and why does this teacher have any. Like, why did her parents send her to the school? This teacher does not possess any talents, any mm-hmm. special skills that will help this child. Or empathy, she, it seems. <laughs> yeah, she let this kid kill somebody. So, um, and I know. You know, some people say. Well, I don't well, think they let her. Well, but she, yeah, she allowed it to happen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, I don't remember the episode, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the kid, the kid was over. She was Gwen was over by herself, and she took her yeah. glove off by the tree, right? So yep. she could eat yeah. her pudding, and then the kid came over and was like, "I don't think you're a freak here. Take my car." And she electrocuted. I don't think the teacher the let car. her, but she allowed it to happen. You're still in 13 Reasons Why mode, aren't you? <laughs> You're blaming it on the school. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I since the parents were looking out for it all, since they were just uh, like, yeah, get well, rid of the problem. Well, just abandoned her. Yeah. Sorry, I have to interrupt everyone. This is extraordinarily important. Robin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you please divulge the last name of this little girl's parents, please? Raiden. Everyone, I can't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> What's that? Why? Because Raiden was the electrical character on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Gwen Raiden. And to call, to call this girl. <laughs> Gwen Raiden? Raiden is the dumbest fucking pun <laughs> bullshit. I can't. I can't believe they called her Raiden. Raiden. I'm looking at a character here. Raiden was a character in Mortal Kombat who shot lightning bolts, Mm -hmm. and she's Mm -hmm. electrical, and her last name is Raiden. See Mm -hmm. see that? What's what's going on here? It's lame. All right, go on. Did she actually say Mr. and Mrs. Raiden? I'm not sure. Uh, This transcript may not be accurate. um, Couldn't the makers of Mortal Kombat then sue Angel for copyrighting? (laughs) He should probably sue himself for that awful live-action movie. <laughs> but Christopher Lambert, come on. Mm-hmm. All right. They're so, the okay. only one. The, Get yes. up, bitch. This, okay, come they the say... Come the fuck on. They Sorry. say that... Oh, what? Sorry. Are you watching wrestling? Ball. Oh, okay. Are you watching wrestling? Okay, some people, they say, okay, well, this show is comic booky. Because Angel is like Batman, and so they're just like doubling down on the comic bookie and about adding an actual superhero to the show. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she fits at all. Mm. Really? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, there's something different. So it's. Uh... I love it. I love her explanation of it. I love. I love love that she killed God. All right, uh, well, let's, hold on. Spoilers. <laughs> what, what, what spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, it's kind of interesting that, you know, a few years later, Josh ends up writing X-Men comics anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was actually uh, watching uh, 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 the Xander episode from Buffy today, Bewitched, Bewildered, and be- Bewildered or whatever. It's the Bed, uh, Bath, and Beyond episode. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually see Xander's bedroom, and he has the X-Men uh, on a poster in his room. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the signs are all there. All right. Let me just yeah. – let, let me go to the recap here. Fine, fine, fine. So after that flashback um, – uh, Angel, Gunn, and Fred are cleaning out Cordy's apartment. There's no clues on where she went. And it's at this point I write down, no one cares where Gru went. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one cares. No one mentions it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would think they would say, well, maybe Gru came back and took her. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Murder, suicide. <laughs> Guys, uh, can you remind me what happened to Gru? He just left. He walked off. <laughs> he just went to Vegas too. Or? No, he had a conversation with Lord saying, "I'm going." Yeah. Oh yeah, and to don't tell, tell her. her if she asks. Yeah, yeah, tell her if she asks. That's she, right. But then he came back. I uh, uh, no, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, he did. No, he came back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but then he left and he again. Said goodbye. But 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 there was no like. Forwarding address for 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 Gru. Like, yeah. did he go back to Pylea? No. I bet he went off to. <laughs> he probably <laughs> went to Canada cares. and became a a, a, a successful small time actor. How would uh, he get back to Pylea? I don't know. Yeah. Last time he took a convertible. Um, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to go back to Pylea. It's a terrible place. It's just a city place. Fred is upset about Connor's betrayal and ends up Fred, snapping at poor, lonely, phantom yes. Dennis. Fred is in, on emotional on an emotional level from one to ten. Fred is at a ten to this whole episode. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so Angel decides to find Wesley to help with the Cordy situation and he finds him busily training some rogue demon hunters. <laughs> this was the best part of the episode. <laughs> this is, this is like, you know, let's, uh, I'm going to go into business for myself. <laughs> He's got his own rival agency with his own rival people and they do everything he says. They listen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, Wesley's like Wesley's a boss, guys. <laughs> I want to know when uh, Denise works out of. Does she work out of the cage that used to be Justine's? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I will say there's a there's a rogue demon hunter here whose name is checked, and his name is Hawkins. And I will now t- share with you the fact that um, uh, years ago um, I got involved with the Buffy Between the Lines folks and their uh, yes. series Angel Between the Lines. And I got a role in one of their uh, productions um, that took place sometime during this season where I actually got to play the role of Hawkins. <laughs> so there's like an episode <laughs> out there somewhere with me like maybe like three lines <laughs> as 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 Wesley's uh, <laughs> Wesley's buddy Hawkins. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah, they wouldn't give me any bigger roles, guys. I wanted to be the star. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> Not bitter, Tabs. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so... Um, uh, so, uh, Oh, yeah, but Wesley's still bitter. Speaking of bitter, Wesley's uh, bitter, even though Angel's forgiving him. 
Uh, and it yeah, like, it doesn't work that way, though, Angel. You can't just say, <laughs> yeah, everything's fine on this end and expect everything to work out. We good? <laughs> <laughs> he should have brought a six-pack of Coronas because that's how you know family gets back together and works together. It's family. So it turns out that Wesley's been looking for Cordy, too. And he says that Dinza, the demigod of the lost, might be able to help, but only to dead people. Uh she helps so and and be careful because she might trap you where is she oh she's just another one of the people that hangs out in the sewers of la (laughs) so uh, we go to dinza's lair um and she knows all the lost things and so angel's like all right tell me about atlantis uh uh hoffa uh the holy grail (laughs) and then she says to look inside the axis of pythia to find cordy and what did you think about dinza uh, a monster. The, the monster, monster the was there. Ah, so much potential. That drawing was so cool. Uh-huh. Very, very, very neat. Um, I was like, oh, how are they going to pull that off? And they, I think they got as close as they possibly could. It, I was worried it was going to be worse. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence. It's kind of crappy, but it's kind of really awesome. So it's, it's difficult. I'm kind of on the fence about it, but closer to liking it. Yeah. Um, Agreed. uh, It says here, um, special effects makeup artist Robert Hall says, um, it's probably one of my favorite characters we've done to date. It's highly underused in this episode. I thought for sure we were bringing her back. I thought, oh, wow, you don't get to see her much. She's kind of veiled. She was super, super elaborate. She wasn't wearing a bodysuit, so her arms had these big arm appliances. There's foam feet with long nails. There's hydraulic wings. There's full chest and body prosthesis. Oh, wow. We didn't get to see any of that. Right? So it was over five hours of the actress, Rena Owen, was in the chair <laughs> for you. That's um, terrible. So, yeah. All right. Um, where was I in my little notes here? So, yeah, you like, you like Denza, but... Yeah, yeah. I I was worried it was going to be worse. It it had a. I I loved everything about that scene. I loved how they want me to they want me to keep you. That was super <laughs> creepy. Yeah, that was great. Like, <laughs> like you know, like we're so used to Angel not being in peril, mm-hmm. really, and then he's he goes into a place where he could he could never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just on her whim. Yeah, just after you left, I mentioned that this, I think, came out around the same time as the episode Help did, where the creature is peeling off Willow's skin, mm. and they've both got a very similar feel to them. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how he quizzes her on Atlantis and Hoffa and the Holy Grail. <laughs> uh, all right. So do we, he's so, such an asshole. Like, he's such a smartass, right? <laughs> Well, you got that's that's the thing. It's like you see somebody on on TV and they say something like, "I know where all the lost things are." And it's like you just, like you want your title character to be like, "Oh yeah, really?" Let, like challenge it a little bit. Don't just be like, yeah. "Oh." <laughs> that's true. So at a nearby bar, a hottie in red leather and long gloves is causing a stir, and she's yeah. It's a shame, really, that even. This series can't escape the early 2000s obsession with portraying <laughs> superheroes, especially female superheroes, in tight-fitting leather. <laughs> leather. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw when I saw her, everything about her screamed early 2000s, like to the the low ride <laughs> pants, crop top, the uh, red streaks in her hair. Yes. Everything. I was just like, this is me in high school. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You know, you could take it like, uh, be like, oh, she was, this is some whatever designed terribly or whatever. But I, you can also think of it like Gwen growing up having these powers and being like, I'm going to use it to be like, I don't know, Batman or something. <laughs> you see her in her Gwen cave uh-huh. later on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's just like, I'm, I need the outfit for her. What do I get? Like leather, red leather. And I got to get the long gloves like Rogue, you know, and uh, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah but she's very Rogue. She's got the long gloves. And instead of white streaks, she's got the red streaks. Right. Yeah. yeah and we is... know that she's the same character from the beginning because she's wearing red. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really like this actress. She's in uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, Alexa I was going to ask, what else is she in? But uh, she definitely looks familiar to me. Yeah, uh, Davilus, Alexa she's Davilus. Very she's in Clash of the Titans, mm-hmm. The Mist, and yeah, she's one of the stars of Man in the High Castle. Beautiful. Uh, oh, I I meant to mention that little Gwen is played by Megan Corletto, who was Amber Lynn Lapierre in the X Files episodes, signed Unzeit's Enclosure. One of the abducted kids that uh, Mulder sees in his who little cares? dream. Come on, no. <laughs> Indulge me. Um, and, uh, okay, so. Um, uh-oh. What? Nothing. Oh, I was sports watching ball. sports ball. <laughs> Damn it. Last time you said, uh-oh, Lirio disappeared. So, yeah, the guy the guy she's missing. Misdirection. <laughs> the guy she's meeting wants her to steal the axes for him, and they argue about her pay, and then, he, then she executes his uh, $12,000 watch. Which good for her because don't buy a watch for twelve thousand dollars. The heck. Okay, that's Tom Irwin. Yep. Robin, yes. you will. You will. Do you know him? I was going to mention it, but go ahead. I'm going to know him. You're going to know him very soon. Isn't he the dad from My So Called Life? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Steph and I are going to be covering okay. My So Called Life on. Uh, we don't want to wait. I've seen him on a whole bunch of other things too, though. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely looked familiar. Yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> That's a, a bunch uh, of that guys. Yeah. You guys the, find out. You guys are doing my so-called life. Yes. Yeah. Um when? <laughs> <laughs> uh starting next week. <laughs> Cuz me and Jordan Catalano have unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> and we will have to have you on for an episode. <laughs> that is all. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I, hey, I've got trivia about the watch. Oh, go ahead. When Gwen fuses her client's watch, he cries, "That's a twelve thousand dollar watch!" To which she coolly replies, "Now that's surrealism." This is a reference to Salvador Dali's right. famed painting, "The Persistence of Memory," which depicts melting clocks and watches. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Salvador Dali was going yes. to be involved with the first adaptation of Dune. To the, to, to the screen. Really? And yes, he was going to be cast. 
And he insisted, okay, I will be in your movie. This was before David Lynch was associated with it. They were going to get another. Yeah, uh, it's just Jodorowsky. Yes, Jodorowsky. And uh, Salvador Dali is quoted as saying, I'll be in your movie, but only if there can be a giraffe which is on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. oh, I mean, I've seen the trailer for the documentary. I've and seen the documentary. It's brilliant. You, everyone <laughs> yeah, should watch it's it. Movie. It's absolutely insane. Wasn't he also going to get HR Giga to do um, yes. the set design? No, not just do. He, an entire book of HR Giger's work for that movie exists. <laughs> Giger did the design for. Uh, 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 Adoraski's dude, um, and it was uh, it just never came to pass. The 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 outlandish demands of people like Salvador Dali and others were just not going to be met, and so it fell through for for that and other reasons. But no, Giger actually did design a whole bunch of stuff. You can actually still get uh, try to get on auction the actual book that details it. Okay. Anyway, for those of you who are interested in Dune, oh yeah, or Salvador Dali, it might be a good. Or watch. people who are interested in things that could have been but never were. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's a there's a podcast out. I know we don't usually advertise other podcasts. I forget what it's called. It's it's about uh, pilots that never were. Anyway, I, I heard advertised on the Maximum Fun Network, and um, they what? basically talk to people about comedy pilots that they've that they were involved in and, 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 and were filmed but never turned into series. <laughs> so if you like stuff that never came but you want to hear about it, there, there's an actual podcast about that. You know what it's called? I will find that out. Uh, Pilots uh, that never uh, were? Post haste. Oh, I thought that was the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So. It's a heist! Yay! It's a heist! <laughs> Yay! I love heists! I love heists. Oh. It like kind of jazzy... Music, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Angel's very confident about heists. <laughs> Except for that whole Shroud of Roman thing, but should be no problem. Uh, exactly. I, I also love that. Um, oh, guys. Sorry. I have to interrupt with a title. This is an. I can't believe I forgot this. It's called the Dead Pilots Society. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, but. Fred seems to do the same sort of art style Giles does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love there's a callback to how well Angel draws, too. <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. Fred just getting annoyed with it. <laughs> well, it's not just that he's good, he's super fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Fred's been up all night trying to get, do the research. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we cut to the Gwen cave again, like I said, and, um... Oh, the Gwen cave. <laughs> uh, we see Gwen suiting up, and she's being, she's got herself a lady servant. And, uh, and, uh, it looks like she's got a Windows Vista screen that turns into a lipstick mirror, which is very convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to mention... Oh, the early 2000s. I still have Windows Vista. What? <laughs> yes, yes. It's you know my computer is going to die any day because I have no uh, antivirus. <laughs> so at any time, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills online. I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> so uh, I think what you need right there is to uninstall Vista and install Windows uh, Millennium Edition. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to. 
Too late. No, that was a callback to the worst operating system ever released. <laughs> yeah, Windows P. It put me. It, it it kept me fed for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you right now. But yeah, oof. I wanted to mention that Gwen's lady servant. Her name is Nick. Uh, and she's played by Jessica Kuiper. Uh, and if anybody watches Survivor, um, she is one of the one of the bigger cast members that was around for a couple seasons. Her name was her. She went by the name of Sugar on there. So if anybody watches Survivor, that's not me. Might get a kick out of that. So <laughs> you mean Survivor contestants are actors? What? <laughs> yep. Not uh, like real people. They're just actors. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I remember Sugar. Yeah, she had the Sugar Shack. Yeah, sure. I remember now. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, right. I, I, I couldn't. I didn't see her at first, and I looked up the cast listing, and I was like, "What?" And then I went back and looked, and I was like, "Oh well, my god, she was the lady servant." Because I recognized that. I recognized that person's face. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah, she okay. seems familiar. Uh, so Wes and Lila are into what's called the foreplay. Which is yeah, Lila, they are. Lila talking all about her evil plans until Leslie sh- or Leslie Wesley shuts her up by uh, what happened here, Steph? Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, Go just down on her. Let's just say that Wesley oh. Price is a cunning linguist. Uh, that's my quote for this week. <laughs> when we see Gwen now breaking in, she's using her powers to zap the security and enter without a key card. And Angel, Gun, and Fred oh. break in crudely moments later. Oh, such a contrast in style. Such a, such a just oh, it it it. I yeah. love when the show gets um, self-effacing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, mm-hmm. And you know, like whenever, whenever Angel gets self-conscious about his looks, right? Which is impossible <laughs> for him to do because he can never look at himself in a mirror. Like that's for me the epitome of funny. Because it's funny on the level of ha ha ha. He's he's worried about his looks, but secondly, it's impossible for him to worry about his looks. He can never <laughs> see what it looks like uh, in theory, anyway. Uh, and and it's just it's it's so funny how. They 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 do this again where it's yeah our our crew is super crude and they use brute force yeah and he looks like he's gonna go and like do something you know kind of sneaky and, and smart but he just tears wires out and Fred <laughs> yeah Fred goes and gets the 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 ATM skimming machine from Terminator Two <laughs> <Yes>. yesterday <laughs> right and reprograms it. So, you know, so I love how John Connor's in this universe. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> excited. Uh, or maybe just John Connor's uh, ugly friend. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was great. I was going to say, you know, maybe a lag out with um, Connor. <laughs> Connor and Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. I, yeah. I, a little later on, I don't mean to skip ahead too far, but when, when, <laughs> when, when Angel sprays to see the lasers... Yes, <laughs> and, and and he's like, okay, I can do this, and she just bends the light. I know, right? That was the next <laughs> thing I was gonna say. Yeah, that was for me. That was that was my favorite set piece. Yeah, I love heists. I love people uh, making fun of themselves or, or having themselves be made fun of. Um, I love um, I love gun dying. 
Did I mention that? That's, that's what happens next year. Yeah. It was a really great, uh, like, 10 minutes of this episode. Probably my favorite 10 minutes of the show so far. <laughs> 10 minutes out of 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, like Thank you said, you. Gunn tries to grab her and she straight up murders him. I know. It was amazing. <laughs> And this is when like, Fred freaks out. Shot, guys, like straight oh, up kills him. That was <laughs> yeah. great. Somehow she also has super strength though, because she just whacks Angel across the room. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's like a, a power blast. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> Electricity somehow <laughs> deflected. Power it. blast. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you get knocked back <laughs> when you like stick your tongue in the electrical plug in the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure you get knocked back. <laughs> Uh, Gwen has a moment of crisis. See, like she remembers the boy she zapped, so she uh, revives Gun and then slips away. Um, yeah, of course. Before that, as well, she she's cynical enough to. Yeah, I'm not by the fact yeah, that you that just want me so for love. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> Trying to appeal to my female sensibilities? No, no, no. I don't want it. Not, not, not one. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, we go to the streets and Lila is watching Connor and then Angel surprises her. And he wants to know which of her clients had the axes stolen. And in return, he won't you know, hurt her for preying on his son. And he also knows that she and Wesley are banging because he can smell them all over each other. Love yeah. It. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the next scene, this is when Fred has her. She's really upset, and she's tired of taking care of everything. She's tired of being she's the one. She's tired of having up. that stiff upper lip. Yeah. And then, chin up. and Gun died and left her all alone, guys. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you guys skip the part where Angel was in the elevator with Gwen? No, that's, that's later. Trust, that's later. Thank you, thank you. I, like I said, I watched this like a week ago. It's okay. Good, good, good. You see, I liked, I liked where Fred was going up until the moment she broke down about gun. She's... Because right there, she's saying, right, I've been the one holding things together. And she's been putting in a lot of work and, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, and then she breaks down the, about the fact that gun wasn't there for her. But she is uh-huh. under a lot of pressure, so I'll give it to her. You know. <laughs> yeah, she's been doing like everything. She's been she's been mommy. She's been wifey. She's been <laughs> she's been Wesley secretary. She's tried to keep the bills paid. That's one thing she was. She had. That's why they were moving Cordy's stuff out of her apartment. Is because uh, because Fred could not pay the rent anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, she, she really likes gun guys. So that kind of upset her. <laughs> So essentially, all Gun's been doing all summer is going out and killing things. Yeah, yeah, hitting mm-hmm. it with the hubcap axe. So uh, this is when Gwen and Angel have a big fight, and her powers don't have much of an effect on him, which is weird because Taser sure knocked him out in the season three yeah, finale. I'm, I was really disappointed with this lack of consistency, yeah. but I will allow it because it's 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 such a great. Like fight and dynamic, I really enjoy mm-hmm. 
according to uh, Alexa Davalos, uh, she had like five minutes of training before she got thrown into this. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> really? That's it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, You couldn't tell at all. Yeah. And so they, they go back and forth Darn until it. she – fun- Damn it. Until she uh, rips his shirt open and puts her bare hands on his chest. And we zoom in and see his heart come fully alive. And suddenly he kisses her. Yeah. That was crazy. That was cool. That was amazing. Amazing. Really effects for the time as well. Uh, Hands up, those of you who are disappointed that Angela still is not back immediately. Uh, you can't see but both of my arms are in the air. Hands right up. Now. This this was oh man, it was able to it would have been great. She touches him, his heart beats, and then he's Angelus, and then she lets go, and then the heart stops beating, he's not Angelus anymore. That would have been kinda cool. Oh <laughs> that yeah. Amazing. Like a like a moment oh. of confusion. Like what what how did I get Oh <laughs> it goes back away again. No, 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 I was thinking evil, not evil. Evil not <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Last thing I knew, I had I had a sword run through me, and I was being sucked into a portal. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. So it um, uh, turns out that this is a double cross, and uh, we have Elliot here, the guy. That he, of course, he calls her a freak, a dangerous freak, and he's going to gas them both to death. And they they close the doors. And Angel punches his way through the electricity, and the doors open, and Angel beats some fools. And then we see that Gwen took the freak thing kind of personally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And nearly kills him, and Angel kind of says, boo-hoo, so what? Let it go, and punches Elliot out. That was <laughs> And then Gwen finds it a bummer that he's already in love with somebody else. Yeah, Buffy. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who? Buffy who? <laughs> what? Who? She's on another network. We don't talk about her. <laughs> Got it. Angel. Uh, so Angel uses the access and I guess he sees Cordy in light. We kind of hear it from him that there was joy and warmth and it just all seemed very permanent. And Angel feels more at peace with her gone, knowing she's happy and she's where she belongs. And then we cut to the heavens and Cordy's like, what? <laughs> I want out of here. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and that's yeah. the end of it's, the episode. It's funny how they didn't use the word retarded, they used the word deficient. <laughs> deficient. But regardless. <laughs> uh I'm sorry, I didn't catch like in what in what way? What, 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 what well, I don't want to steal anyone's quote, but oh. Cordy's last line. Uh oh, what are you What are you? Deficient? Get me out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Clearly, someone would have. Right, yeah. Clearly, that that would have been a, the use of the R word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it it harkens back to high school Cordelia. Yes, yes, it does. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts Cordelia. on uh, the opening of season four? Let me tell you, this episode for me is uh, ten out of ten minutes. <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this episode had a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, no, okay, I'm not going to give it a ten. I'm going to give it a nine. Okay, it's not a perfect episode, but uh, with regards to keeping my attention and making me really happy by killing Gun um, and having a new character who is super strong and 
um, just oh, awesome and has a vulnerable past. I'm taking I'm 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 only taking one point away. Uh, half of that point is being taken away because it wasn't really the best best I've seen. But another half point is taken away because her last name is Raiden, and I cannot allow. <laughs> that level of punnery uh but <laughs> yeah the, the the way they made fun of our crew and how they were just fruits and i loved seeing connor like like in some kind of shanty town miserable <laughs> that was awesome that was great. yes that's right and uh yeah um uh, uh go wesley go hey uh kim what'd you think i enjoyed this episode much more than the first one really um yeah, I kind of like Gwen. Uh, at first, I was a little bit confused, and then I'm like, okay, I hope she's going to be around for a while. Um, I um, When Angel's heart <laughs> came alive, that's when I kind of sat up in my chair and I was like, okay, we got an episode now. And <laughs> uh, again, like Alero said, I was like, anytime that happens, I'm like, Angelus, please! Yeah, I know. <laughs> so much hope. <laughs> I think it's Dash. But, uh, <laughs> yeah so that was really interesting um not much connor at all like zero so it was fantastic um <laughs> yeah i all the gun and and fred stuff really is uh bothering me at the moment i just don't i don't like the dynamic that whatever anyways it's yeah. just i don't want to beat a dead horse i just don't like it right because they just sort of again it's like they're they they're not forced into these roles but yet they're they're yeah. like, oh, I gotta like do I, that, you know. Personally, I I've just, come to the realization of what I don't like about those two together is that he's still so shallow and lacks depth, and yeah. she could also have more depth, but she doesn't. And so you have these two kind of really like not very interestingly developed characters kind of in a relationship, and I find them individually boring. Yeah. So together, I find them exponentially more boring. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, not that I don't like them. But I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in them being in a relationship with anyone and them being in a relationship with each other makes me even less interested. Yeah. Like I, I, I find they're one dimensional and it's yeah. just, okay, well, it's paint by numbers with these guys. Yeah. For me, I just what don't was, like it. what was interesting about their relationship was the heartbreak of Wesley. Yeah, that, exactly. Them getting together was not the, the most exciting bit. It was the yeah. fact that Wesley became Wesley. He kind of went into this dark yeah. place. Right. You know? It's so. like, I don't know if you guys watched the show. I think it was called Friends. Um, <laughs> Never seen it. And when, 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 when Chandler and Monica got together, like that was really dumb. Yeah, it really made Chandler a terrible character. But it was also like, oh, let's have these two guys get together too. Like, that's just stupid. And I think that Fred and I think that Fred and Gunner are together because they're just geographically. <laughs> yeah, circumstance. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's circumstance. And it's like, yeah. I'd be and happier. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt when they the inkling of like Cordy and Angel getting together. I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen. They're both super hot. They're both in the same spot. They work together but all day. But that relationship, though, guys. I mean, come on. They, no, no, I know. Yeah. I know. But they're really, they are deep-rooted in a, a much more interesting story yeah. than Fred and Gunn, right? Yeah. So 
Anyways. I think lately I Fred and Gunn have just rarely had a good episode. That I mean, Gunn rarely has anything that really spotlights him as like a really awesome character, whereas Fred gets her like moments, but lately it's been kind of like let's like yeah. like like Fred and Gunn are like, oh, we go back to the hotel and there's Fred and Gunn sitting there going, What's going on? <laughs> you know, that, yeah. it's, it's happening a lot. So True. now now you talk about it, it makes me think you know, maybe it would be better exploring a different relationship. Uh, you know, pair, pair Gun and Lawn up. See what yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Gru and Fred. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that exactly. could work. <laughs> <laughs> you will be my cow. I mean, oh, sorry, sorry. Pylia talking again. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kim, what was your score <laughs> after all that? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I enjoy. I much more enjoyed it. I'm going to give it, like, you know, the fall of an eight. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I can give it a little, like, eight and a half because I was really excited about possibly seeing Angelus. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 liked, I like Gwen. I really like the introduction of this new character. And, like, we were talking, you know, about the episode... Um, the first episode of this season when they have new characters, it's just like, oh, come on, this yeah. is terrible. But I kind of liked her, you know, fresh blood coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll give it eight and a half out of ten. Um, oh, I don't know, um, little plastic elevators, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ian, do you want to go next? Okay, um, yeah, it's Again, another strong episode to start the season out, kicking it off into high gear. Um, personally, I did think a bit more of the last episode than <laughs> the rest of you, but um, I enjoyed this one just as much. Uh, it, it's got a different vibe, a different feel to it, but it's still exciting. You've got a new character which brings new energy to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It really does. And... Um, but at the same time, they're still looking for Cordy. You're still developing the season story um, along. So overall, qu- quite good. Um, so I'm going to give it a same score, I think. Uh, same <laughs> se- seven and a half out of um, ten red pleather outfits. Ah. Nice. <laughs> Steph? Um, okay. I like... Gwen, but I think it's she's really weird in the the, se- the series. Uh, it has a heist that's great. I loved the fight between Gwen and Angel, even though Angel kisses. Okay, look, look, uh, television writers, <laughs> it pisses women off when you see a guy who's in love with somebody kiss another girl. We don't like that. Ah, right, right, yeah. But I think it's because. When his heart came alive, he was an angel. He was someone else. And that's why I was like, yeah. But, <laughs> you sure? You think he was yeah. somebody else? Well, not so, well, he just had this b- bolt of energy go through him. Like he yeah. was born again. Yeah, I think it's right? more like that. Yeah. And when he was, he was jealous. He wasn't this brooding angel in love with Buffy and friggin' Cordelia. <laughs> that's why I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. But I I understand what you mean, Stephanie. Yeah. So I don't know. I give it s- s- eight, seven, eight, 
seven, eight, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Hey, what is it? Okay. Sony and Warner Brothers fight over the X-Men. Marvel Marvel and Sony fight over the X-Men. Marvel oh, yeah. And Fox. Fox. That's right. Okay, so Fox. Oh, Sony is with Spider-Man. Yeah. But Marvel and Fox, the X-Men. And one company calls them mutants, but the other company calls them... Inhumans. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's at least uh, on the shield. they're two different things, but it doesn't matter. Exactly, it is. But, yeah, that's... They're, they're, act, they're, they're essentially they're, the same thing. Yeah, they're treating inhum, uh, in, mutants as inhumans in the other episode, but uh, uh, no, whatever. That's just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Why? What? What are you saying? <laughs> okay, seven and a half uh, out of ten. Seven and a half mutants slash freaks out of ten. <laughs> Whatever she is. <laughs> uh, I like the episode. Uh, interesting new character. I wasn't a big fan of like, okay, so we have a mutant on the show. And like, I'd, like I would love to have some sort of like origin more than we got. Like a, not, we don't even see that she got dro- dropped off at a school. And then, yeah, I I, I would have liked to know, you know where, what? where she gets her powers from. It's interesting you say that because... I, I, it's interesting you say that, but I think I would have got pissed if the whole episode was like her backstory. You know what I mean? I would have been like mm-hmm. too early for this, and I would have been like, yeah. "Get this girl out of here!" But yeah, I know. But I like, she could have said on. like, "I was at this. I was. Uh, I was born over a hellmouth in Cleveland, and uh, because I was the proximity to the hellmouth, I got uh, charged with these powers that were brought on by witchcraft or yada yada yada." Mm-hmm. You got charged with these powers. True, 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 yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to see all of that. Anyway. True, true, true. Um, heists are fun. Yep. Um, a lot of the stuff that you guys got a kick out of, I did too. Um, it, uh, it, you know, I'll say it. I'm going to give it a eight. Eight out of ten. Um, uh, Sugar Shacks. Hmm. <laughs> that, that gives it an 8.1. Nice. And you guys didn't make me do the points first, so obviously it sounds like I'm just curving it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I am. All right. <laughs> um, uh, let's do some quotes and then feedback. Yeah, we have two sure. feedbacks. Yeah. Yeah, we have email and we have voicemails. A voicemail. Uh, quote time. Ian, you want to do a quote for Deep Down? And then what okay. ground stage? Yeah, let's let's all go for deep down, and then let's all go for ground stage, shall we? Sure. Well, I essentially you took the only quote I think was oh, worth it for ground stage, but um, yeah, it, it, I'll go for the um, angel quote that seems to be quoted when people talk about angel. It's nothing in the world is the way it ought to be. It's harsh and cruel, but that's why there's us. Champions, we live as the world, as as the world. Uh, so, sorry, we live as though the world were as it should be to show the world what it can be. <laughs> Bit pretentious, nice. but you know, it's, it's uh, that's angel, right? angel. Yeah, he is pretentious. He is full of himself. He is he is all that. But he's also been told he's very important, and he no, thinks no, that I know, what they're but, doing but, is very important. You know, it's, it, it fits perfectly. Right. Kim. God, I'm so bored. <laughs> no, your quote. <laughs> <laughs> Both. 
That uh, made me LOL. <laughs> uh, who's next? Steph? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else go ahead. I'll go. <clears throat> There's a little bit of stage direction and then the quote. Mm-hmm. A sweaty Lila sinks down onto an equally sweaty Wes, both naked in his bed. Lila with a smile. Hmm, that didn't suck. Well, maybe just a little. <laughs> God. <laughs> Why was that so disgusting the way you read that? <laughs> oh, Kim, I'm going to lower the bar. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is Fred and Gunn. <laughs> He's testing oh, you. Wow. With Angel Gunn, you're the alpha male. Damn straight. Don't let it get to your head. That's not the direction it's flowing. Like, he made his doing, penis. What episode are we doing quotes from? The first one? Yes. The first one. Oh, I did have a quote from that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Uh, so, uh, so, how was your summer? Mine was fun. Saw some fish. Went bad with hunger. Hallucinated a whole bunch. Very nice. <laughs> okay. I'm cheating. I'll take away your bucket. Okay, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is also the uh, Linwood and Lila. Thing. <laughs> Are you actually telling me you went over my head? Just under it, actually. The best. Awesome. And I used to be pretty indifferent to Lila, but now I'm starting to like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's come a lot way, long way since season one. Wesley's made sure. sure of that. Um, hey, Ian, <laughs> what's your quote for Grand State? Uh, yeah, you actually just you took the only one I oh, just really was interested in. Pretend I wasn't an asshole and stole your quote. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> well, are you deficient? Get me out of here! <laughs> yeah, it's funnier when you say it than when I say it, let me tell you. That's, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Especially after Angel goes on and on and on. <laughs> I, I have uh, one. I don't have a quote. I'm just going to quote what Illyrio said earlier. That was oh. so too funny not to do. <laughs> uh, this Dinza, can she tell me where Cordy is? No. The boss she'd tell you is where to look. Just beware. Dinza isn't remotely trustworthy. What should I do then? Send her a gift? Sacrifice? Unholy fruit basket? <laughs> 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 just so everyone knows, all fruit baskets are unholy. <laughs> I got one. Look, Angel, I know you've been out of the loop for a while, but I'm still evil. I don't do errands unless they're evil errands. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Anybody else? Who are you? Who are you? I asked you first. What are you, seven? Kim? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a quote. Oh, okay. I actually I, don't have one because I don't have my notes. That's fine. I'll do Kim's quote. I'm still Please. working on a plan, but so far it involves being sent to prison and becoming someone's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fred. Uh, I like how that followed up later on when she says, I have myself, it's pretty. <laughs> well, uh, gentle. <laughs> gentle. She said gentle. All right. Uh, gentle. Is that it? Oh, wait. Feedback. Um, are you uh, able to play voicemail? I can do that, yes. Oh, I'll cool. Right into the microphone. We have some audio feedback for Angel, Season 4, Episode 1, Deep Down, from Rob. Uh, good day. Feedback for Angel, uh, Season 4, Episode 1, Deep Down, in MP3 format. Hopefully the file is attached. 
else you can down? Oh, wow, that's really gentle. I mean, uh, nice. Uh, it's it's in here twice. Okay. Yeah, uh, please be aware that I dropped the f bomb once. So you may wish to be. We don't be fuck kidding me. All right, here we're grown-ups. Bucket, bucket. Who has a smelly bucket? I know. It's the beach. G'day, Gax. Fuck. Sorry. G'day, Redemptioners. Actually, Robin, you should change your name to Goblin. Then that whole Gax greeting would <laughs> Anyway, you're goblin. I cannot produce it. a stupendrix or flabbergastrix large enough to exclaim, in a necessarily probably nagging way, just how smelly it is to keep a Sheila locked in a cupboard, especially whilst not giving her proper waste disposal equipment. I mean, <laughs> seriously, where's... How can a rogue demon hunter not have a kinky basement-type place for that sort of stuff? You know, a soundproof enclosure with proper in-floor drainage. I'm surprised that Lila did not smell something funky during her climatical stay. I remember <laughs> predicting that the Wes Lila coupling would become a permanent thing, yet the passion of the engagement would fade, kind of like the cooling of a warm turd that is wrapped in a thick woolen stock. <laughs> Eventually, you were left with just regret. Regret and stickiness. Regret, stickiness, and bewilderment over where things were getting inserted. This episode sets up the rest of the season quite nicely, and I give it 8 out of 10 bored babes in white. Good night. Oh, my. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Rob. That Thanks, Rob. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Tom writes in. Um, remember Wesley from season three of Buffy? The fact that that guy has become this incredibly dark, twisted, and yet very sexy man is a testament to one of the best character arcs of all time, in my opinion. Hope you enjoy season four. I love the format change as two episodes at once fits more with my binging style of watching. Enjoy, Tom Palmer. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I'm liking it too. Feedback. <laughs> it's a it's a little long tonight, but I I, I think the recording is not going to be quite as long as we've been on. Oh, the... No, it, it, it took a while to get started, and then I had the whole I touched something with my foot, my computer rebooted incident. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you guys want to send us feedback, you can always send us an email at redemptioncast at gmail dot com. <laughs> You can check out our Twitter feed, uh, twitter.com slash redemptioncast. You can obviously go to the Facebook group. That's where most of the action is. Um, you know, so if you have a screenshot or a really horribly inappropriate tweet from Josh Eden, you can post it there, Ugh. just like I did. Um, uh, staying topical, of course. Uh, let's, uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash group slash potentialcast. Um, Ian? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you on. Do yeah, you want to promote any of your podcasts? Well, I can always do that, yeah. Um, it's finished now. Uh, we've actually completed watching Red... Um, not Red Dwarf, that's a completely other show, a different <laughs> podcast entirely. Uh, uh, we've completed Babylon 5 down below, a Babylon 5 podcast. So it's finished now, but you can still find it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, season 5 was a little bit of a struggle, but we got through it in the end. And there's also The Web of Queer, which is a Doctor Who podcast. And because uh, Doctor Who's back on at the moment, we're currently reviewing the new episodes. Yay. So it's a good time to join us. 
I'm uh, kind so of embarrassed point, uh, it as a lifelong Who fan. I have yet to even watch the Christmas special. And I have yet to watch any of the new episodes because I ain't got no time. Uh, and mm. it takes me a while to acquire these episodes. My uncle, uh, my, I've never had an uncle. It was me all along. And I just don't have the time to acquire <laughs> these things nefariously anymore. That's right. The, the, the truth is out. I am Uncle Nefarious. What? Uh, I dun, know. Dun, dun. Uh, but there are plenty of various ways of at- obtaining this now. I know. This is true. Some of them legitimate, but I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> Robin, what's on the slate for next time? Ah, yes. Uh, we now have 42 episodes left. And the next episodes are The House Always Wins and Slouching Towards Bethlehem. So The House Always Wins. They're going to Vegas to visit Lauren. Guaranteed. Yay. Uh, <laughs> and Slouching Towards Bethlehem. Wasn't that like a Nazareth song? <laughs> like the band Nazareth? No? Yeah, the band is it. It seems like it's, is it a book or something? Sure. Uh, I'll know next week when I have all the trivia in front of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a 1968 collection of essays by Joan Didion that it describes her experiences in California during the 60s. It takes its title from the poem The Second Coming by W.B. Yeats. So maybe it's, it has to do more with the Yeats poem than uh, The Second Coming. Sure. Oh, isn't that the um, the poem that is used a lot in films and TV where it's kind of uh, the whole... Because I know there's part of that poem in Babylon 5 and I can't quite remember the uh, bits of it, but yeah, I know that some of it was used in Babylon 5. Oh, that's cool. So it's a very famous poem, but the name, everyone always forgets the name of it. The second coming. Isn't that also about Wesley and Lila? Oh, <laughs> oh snap. All right, that's the last sex joke. And good uh, night, uh, folks. Wait, before we say good night, I just want to give props to Steph, who's wearing a Trivia War t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I, I didn't even notice. Trivia oh, War. It's so uh, comfortable. Fantastic, fantastic show. Yay. Until next time, everyone. Uh, Never heard of it. In what? Rock on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Love trivia war sign out? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I remember the feedback bumper. That was great. Time for some feedback. Or sounds like some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, Bye Ian. Bye. Bye, Bye Ian. Bye. 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 Bye.